Okay, I'm so gonna get bashed for this. Are you guys ready for some loud opinions? It's Yara, by the way, and welcome to Unorthodox, the place where I'm gonna open the can of worms no one wants to touch. That's what happens when you give a skeptic a microphone. Join me on Patio for weekly episodes where I attempt to explore the ins and outs of society and people, and I ask the most important question of them all, why? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unorthodox. In today's episode, I have a very special guest with me. I have George, who is my best friend. George, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. I'm George. I'm a third-year medical student at the University of Badamand. Currently, I rotate at St. George's Hospital in Ashrafiye, and I'm Yara's best friend, and um, with her on our podcast today. He doesn't know why. I'm kidding. <laughs> I forced him to be here. Um, <laughs> so in today's episode, we wanted to talk about something that is really important in human society, wherever that society is. But it is of the utmost importance in our society because it is something that is very overlooked in general. We are here to discuss mental health. And I think I got the idea for this episode uh, because I remembered a couple of months ago, George and I were talking when he was doing his rotations in psychiatry. And we were discussing the importance of mental health and just the sheer amount of people who are being treated for different mental diseases and the lack of education about the topic in the country. And I remember George said something that really struck me. And I, I want George to say it now, you know, the same way he said it before. So apparently George doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you guys. Um, we were having a discussion about psychiatry and the importance of, you know, the relationship between taking medicine for mental health and going to therapy for yeah. mental health as well. And George said something that really struck me and that really stuck with me at the time. And he said, to be able to go to therapy, to be able to go to a psychiatrist. Yet it, it was something that was really of, uh, just as important as Masanan going to a cardiac surgeon, or, which it is technically. And George! <laughs> I did nothing. Mental health is important, but if you're dying of a heart attack... <laughs> okay, yeah, yes, but if you're going to kill yourself, then that's... <laughs> so the reason it struck me so much was not just because, you know, it's, it's something important to acknowledge, but also because I have been through stages of bad mental health. Not many people know this, not that I am in any way, you know, silent about it. I'm very outspoken about this. I'm very honest about it. And I think it's important for people to discuss this openly. I suffered for the longest time from severe anxiety. And I was on and off medications and rounds of therapy. And finally, in January of this year, last month, I, you know, I ended that cycle. And hopefully I'm I'm on a much better track now. So to, to hear that really struck something in me. And it really made me consider, you know, Anjad, why aren't these things available on much cheaper platforms for everyone to use? Why isn't mental health something that is spoken of in schools as much as other types of health are spoken of? 
That's actually so true. And it's sad because, I mean, psychiatry, sometimes we see cases that are a bit extreme to the norm. However, it, it's a bit scary just how easily you can see someone turn from just a regular person and just shoot down a scary hole and find themselves in a place that's that no one really wants to be in on a mental health side. So the fact that it's so expensive to get therapy in Lebanon and abroad, but we don't, insurance here doesn't cover mental health, neither does Daman. So, I mean, you can tell people to care about their mental health all they want, but some people just can't afford it. I mean, right now, people can barely afford living in the country, let alone taking care of their mental health. I know, but it's, it is something very important to take care of. It is something imperative to have always, you know, on the top of your head. Yani, just like you said, you might shoot down this rabbit hole. And if you don't have the proper guidance, if you don't have the proper education about, you know, maybe it's something that has to do with my mind. Maybe I have depression. Maybe I'm feeling these this and that symptoms. Then you're just going to be in this like, you know, hole of despair, not knowing how you got there, not knowing how you're going to climb out and not knowing how or when to seek help for that. I mean, there's a lot of different NGOs that care about mental health that provide free, you know, assessments or help. A lot of free clinics opened up after the Beirut port explosion of August 4th. A lot of people went to get, you know, to talk about the trauma and what happened and to try to deal with it in a healthy way. But a lot of people noticed, and I think that triggered something in a few people that maybe I do have past trauma, trauma yeah, like from, from my childhood issues. or underlying that I never really cared about or didn't appear before. And now because of this crazy year, things are starting to come out. And I do want, I do want help, but I just can't afford the help. And that's that's really awful because in those instances, people would turn to other alternatives that are not as healthy mm -hmm. to cope with their stress or or their sadness. Definitely. Like a lot of people drink, a lot of people, you know, smoke, take narcotics, um, do drugs, like severe drugs, and you know, it all it all feeds into each other. Like this the cycle of not having platforms that are readily available to help you with your mental health feeds into this underbelly of crime, this underbelly of of drug selling and drug taking in the country. And it's also something that is overlooked, I think. Talking about like the older generation, I feel like they went through like a pretty tough time, you know, not the best childhood, civil war, whatnot. And I don't think at the time the awareness was the same. People didn't talk about mental health. I think it was a bigger taboo than what it is today. I mean, we've improved drastically. However, you, you can see that there's a huge percentage of that generation that really didn't cope with their trauma properly. And you can see the effects of it today. I agree. Uh, I know some people like whose parents or grandparents, whenever they hear fireworks or distant gunshots or something, they just like the PTSD is very much there. And I think the same could be said about the Beirut explosion. Now, I don't really want to touch upon that to trigger anyone, but I think the same could be said about that nowadays or in the future, maybe. Yeah, and I think the PTSD comes in many forms. From my grandma, for example, she's so paranoid about a lot of things. You know, every time I'm driving, like at night, you know, I get a few text messages or a call or I don't know what. Please don't take this road. Please don't let it show. And these are things that haven't happened in 
an 30, ages. 40 years, yeah. but, you know, they still... It's like a ghost trauma yeah. that's still there, like yeah, a phantom. And it's, an, and it's a lot of people, and sometimes it's subtle, but, but you can see it. Um, back to the topic of awareness, and, like, you said that, which I agree, actually, you know, it's not that much of a taboo nowadays than it was back then, but... Again, you and I, I think knowing you, you and I uh, surround ourselves with like-minded individuals. Yani, our main people that we sit and talk with and hang out with mm -hmm. all sort of think like us. So we don't feel as though, you know, we're ostracized from from people who think, you know, oh my God, mental health is bad. Like, why would you talk about it? Why, why would you admit having a, a mental illness? But I think we tend to forget that the majority, or if you sort of enlarge that circle, if you zoom out into society, a lot of people still sometimes don't even discuss it or don't even maybe don't even acknowledge and oh it could be that, for example. They're like, no, la stress A lot of people don't even know it's a thing. I know. It's, a lot of people don't yeah, believe in it. I, I totally agree. It's a huge issue. But that, you know, stems from bigger causes, I guess. And the, and the country, education, whatnot. Which is sad because the literacy rate in Lebanon is of the highest in the region. So I don't get how we're still a bit blind to these, you know, really, really loud issues in the world, in society. Um, I remember reading an article once about four years ago, actually, about the rate of depression in Beirut. It's like one of the cities in which the rate of depression is highest in the world. And one of the cities in which so many people take prescription medication, mm. even without it being prescribed by the proper doctors. I don't know if you guys ever, uh, if that happens. Akita it doesn't happen at the hospital, Yanni. But obviously, you know of cases like my dad's a pharmacist. And I know of a lot of cases where doctors who are not psychiatrists have prescribed medications to people that are known as medications for mm. mental disorders. I mean, I don't know specifically about non-psychiatrists giving psychiatric medication, but I feel like there's obviously going to be over-prescribing of psychiatric medication when therapy is so expensive. I mean, treatment usually comes with both medicine and talking to people, you know, like discussing psychologists. Yeah, discussing yeah. your issues. And when when you can't afford that, you know, there's only one place to turn to, I guess, to sort of dampen the symptoms there's a there's a phrase that a lot of lebanese people say to anyone who doesn't know um i know this is something that is part of our everyday language and i i've used it even sometimes but if you want to go into the etymology of that if you want to just um, dissect the words that are being said the person is literally saying in a joking manner and no, yeah, I'm going to need nervous medication after this. <laughs> and no, it's it's so true. No, there are so many people who I know um, who have never seen a psychiatrist, who have never seen a therapist, but who are addicted to sleeping pills, who are addicted to pills like Stilnox, like Xanax, like Lexotanil, and who cannot cope, who cannot go through their day without taking, I don't know how many pills to get through their day. And it's it's highly addictive medication in the end. It's extremely addictive. That's very dangerous. It it's, is. It's and it okay. happens. Yeah. It's, it's very yeah. evident in our society that a lot of people uh, take these medications. It's something that just strikes a nerve. And it's, it's really scary because if you think of it, you're just 
you know, you're pumping your body full of chemicals, full of drugs, full of something synthetic that's not even supposed to be there instead of tackling the root of the problem. Yeah, I feel like whatever the root of the problem is and whatever your problem is and you start taking things and going onto a path that's eventually going to make things worse, you know, you're just worsening your problems. You're worsening whatever you already have. So you're just digging yourself deeper into that hole. Exactly. I think also there's um, a certain mentality in in the region here that people like things to come easily. Yeah. You know, it's so much easier to sit down with three glasses of whiskey than it is to talk about that emptiness in your chest, masalan, ow, yeah. ow, ow, that shaking in your hands. It's so much easier to take a three nervous relaxants and go into a deep, dreamless, zombie-like sleep than to see a therapist and and dissect those issues and just open up that wound that's that's yani. It's not even healed properly. That's so true. And I feel like it is a problem in every society in the world. No society is free of addictions and alcoholism and issues like that. But I feel like here it's not talked about, you know, like sometimes you grow up not knowing that these things exist at this high of a rate in our country because they're so taboo and that's so bad. You need to talk about these things. You need to raise awareness about these things. You need to get these people noticing what's happening in their lives before they they get, you know, to an to a really bad place. And I think the the whole mental health thing is a bit gendered as well. I think I'm going to touch upon that right now. Um, gendered in a sense that, let's say you're a guy and you say, you know, I'm I'm feeling a bit depressed or I'm feeling a bit anxious. Generally, these feelings of depression and anxiety and, and nervousness and hysteria, for example, are very much associated with, with women. In a lot of cases in the country, you hear basta hada ykun ktirim pannak aw wahdet kun ktirim panke biulu anna leiko hayde aw leiko hayda mhastar aw mhastra. And, you know, this word, which comes from the English word hysteria, the root of that word actually means uterus. And wow. in Freudian times, in the psychology of Freudian times, when they were first really delving into the mind and and what is the mind, you know, what's the mind made up of, Freud and a lot of his peers used to, uh, you know, who, who had a lot of problems, maybe with anxiety disorders, maybe, you know, they had schizophrenia. They were obviously very unwell individuals who were a bit shaken by something. They probably had traumas. And they narrowed it down to the fact that this woman is suffering from this because of her uterus. So to cure them, they would perform hysterectomies on them, which is the removal of the uterus. And they thought that these problems came from the uterus, you know, they came from you being born as a woman. I remember discussing this with you as well, the whole, the the unfairness, the the imbalance between the gender roles in our country and, and how unfair that is for both genders or however genders, however many genders there are. Yeah, I totally agree on that. You know, the shidhalak mentality, sometimes you feel like, uh, in a certain minority, maybe it doesn't exist anymore. But when you zoom out and you look at the total picture, the entire country, sadly, it does exist and it exists quite abundantly. You feel like there's a lot of different people who go through the same things, but they're all hidden. So they don't know about each other. And they don't acknowledge each other's problems exactly. or their own. Exactly. I mean, I hate something you do. You hate something I do. But both of the things that we do stem from the same trauma. Yeah. 
you know, I, I wasn't that vocal about my experience with mental health, mm. my experience with going to, to see psychiatrists and, you know, seeing therapists. And there have been quite a few because it's like trying on shoes, right? Not everything works for you. Mm. And you need to find something that is both comfortable and sustainable, you know, something that will last long for you. And at the beginning of my process, it was something that was very daunting for me to speak about. It was something that, you know, I used to shy away from discussing to a certain extent because I felt like I didn't know how people would receive it. And then as I got older, as I understood it more, as I became more comfortable in my own skin, despite the fact that I was uncomfortable in my own head, hmm. I used to start discussing this more with people and their reactions didn't faze me that much. Yani, to tell you and no, everyone I discussed this with was so open and like accepting of it. No, that's not true. Did you get some like weird reactions that shouldn't be happening anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got some reactions like, Uff, leish, kif, and shu leish, kif, like, lo hada ija alle ana, and no, look, I'm seeing a therapist. I'd be like, you know, that's really good for you. And no, yeah. and no good thing good that you're you, taking yeah. this step. But like, you get people who are like, uff, and kif, and shu bethisse. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not the point. You know, Keith, how do you go to a doctor and take off all your clothes and it's fine, <laughs> but like you can't talk to someone about your problems? And no, but what do you, how is that different? You know, it's the same type of vulnerability in the end. That is true. Maybe even more so when you're discussing traumas of your past. But you no, know, you know, you just have to get the ball rolling to begin with. But um, even though I used to get these, reactions that were, you know, sometimes I I never shied away from it anymore. Now I discuss it like like I'm discussing what type of coffee I want, you know? Like <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I stopped taking my medication last month because I'm done with it. And I say it like that. And sometimes you see shock on people's faces and sometimes it's like, oh, good for you. Like you feel that sort of good for you. Mm -hmm. I guess the more you talk about it, the easier it gets. Yeah, definitely. definitely for right, me, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's important. I think talking in general really really solves a lot of issues. I mean, that, if only we could discuss things right? instead of bombing each other, you know? <laughs> so this has been like a short and sweet discussion about the importance of mental health. Again, you know, neither of us are experts on the matter, but I felt like it's high time that, you know, this issue was brought to light, that someone comes here and discusses it with me, someone who can see eye to eye to me. Even though I'd really like more than anything to to debate this with someone who did not think like me. I think that would be very fun. Mm. I can leave that up to you guys. So frustrating but fun. Yeah, frustrating <laughs> but fun. Maybe you guys if you know if anything in this episode made sense to you, if anything sort of changed your mind or at least made you ask a question, maybe you can engage in that debate on my behalf. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, just remember don't let yourself fall deep into a hole whenever you feel something. Seek the proper advice. I mean, there's plenty of free clinics now opening up in Lebanon. There's surprisingly many Lebanese psychologists and psychiatrists abroad that are giving free online medical advice and, you know, um, sessions. So seek them out. Maybe contact Yara on her Instagram account and she'll help you find these people. And, uh, you know, don't skimp out on mental health. Yeah, and, and there is no problem that is small enough or large enough. You know, if you feel even if it's something very, very small, 
it would be very worth it to just talk about it instead of just letting it fester and, and just rot Definitely. inside of you. So this has been a really nice episode. Thank you so much, George, for joining me. Thank you. Guys, if you haven't already, please follow unorthodox underscore podio on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Do 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 do